This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer and I am back for another Friday solo episode And boy oh boy, do we have a lot to get to But before we even get to that Southern Charm episode that made me feel like my head was going to explode, we have even more Beverly Hills updates to get to. Um, If you haven't listened to our episode from yesterday with Amanda Duberman, The Real Bots of Beverly Hills, go listen to that because I did kind of a full timeline up until that point of everything that's been going on with Garcelle and her son and Diana and the bots and the Bravo comments and all of that. Um, but now it's 24 hours later, and lo and behold, we have a new uh, a new big bad in this situation, Erica Jane. The thing is, obviously earlier this season, Erica was in hot water with the fans for the way she spoke to Erica's son. But overall, I feel like that kind of got smoothed over. It wasn't a big storyline after that couple of episodes. Um, and Erica was getting by sort of unscathed for a lot of the rest of the season in terms of, you know, this part of the group. But yesterday, she just couldn't resist uh, stepping into some mess. So she reposted Bravo's statement from the other day in support of Garcelle and her family, as did the entire Beverly Hills current cast. There's rumors circulating. I don't think this is a stretch that Bravo basically told them all that they needed to post this statement and that not everyone in the group was excited about posting the statement. Looking at Diana, mainly, and uh, now it seems like Erica might not have been too thrilled because on her post of the Bravo statement, you know, the same one that everybody else posted, somebody commented, I didn't see Bravo making every post about leaving kids alone when the woke mob was coming after your son for being law enforcement in 2020. And Erica, 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 she responds to this comment. Exactly. And you know, it's one word. Seven letters. Is that seven? Seven? Seven letters. One word, seven letters. Erica said so much. Because the thing is, right, kids should be off limits. Sure. But Erica's kid and Garcelle's kid are not the same. First of all, because Garcelle's kid is an actual kid. Erica's son is like in his 30s. Second of all, the thing that people were coming for Erica's son for was being a police officer, which we don't need to get too deep into the whole, you know, defund the police, law enforcement, all of that stuff here. But people have some legitimate concerns about law enforcement in this country. That's a thing. It's silly to act like that's not a thing. And that's what it was based on. Garcelle's son, who, again, I remind you, is a child starting his first week of high school this week. He is a black teenage 
boy, young man in America. Erica's son is a white 30-something-year-old cop. You're not the same. They are not the same. Should they both be getting hate comments on Instagram? No, neither of them should. That's fine. We can say that. But they're not the same. And for Erica to respond to this comment on her post in support of Garcelle and her family, it really just betrays how she actually feels about the situation. Because if she hadn't posted about Garcelle or she had, you know, done this quietly in a different forum or whatever, that would be one thing. But to affirm this comment that's, you know, basically trashing Bravo for, you know, responding when it's a young black boy and not when it's a 30-year-old white police officer on the same post where you, you know, purported to be in support of Garcelle, you're really telling on yourself. And you're telling on yourself in a way that feels bigger than any drama that's on the show, bigger than any cast, you know, dynamics. You're telling on yourself in a way that feels like you fundamentally don't understand the the weight and the gravity of what's going on here. And am I am I surprised? Not especially. If anything, I'm surprised that Erica isn't a little smarter about this by now. You know, she's really been put through the ringer online and on the show and in the press and stuff for the last couple of years. And it's like, why, 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 why would you do this? <sighs> but so that was Thursday night. And then uh, Friday morning, just within the last hour when I'm recording this, Erica posts on her story, a nice gray background with some white text, which we've seen a lot of this week. She said, I'll, I'm, uh, this is how I imagine her saying it. I want everyone to know this. When I apologized to Garcelle for yelling at Jax, I also told her I would apologize to him in person. But that did not make the edit. All the women saw me say this. <sighs> Bitch, please. I mean, I mean, come on. First of all, did that make the edit? I, I, I don't even remember. I'm not going to go back and check because it doesn't really matter. We know she apologized. We know Garcelle honestly didn't, wasn't even really as mad about that as I think a lot of people would have been. Garcelle moved on. They're, they're talking about other things. We have moved on in this season. And the only reason I can think of for Erica to post this is because she thinks it somehow, you know, rehabilitates the image based on this comment that went viral last night. But I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't see that. I don't see why it has anything to do. Because she's not commenting on what's happening this week. And all the, you know, racist, hateful bots or comments or whoever that was sent after Garcelle's child. She's talking about what happened on the show that they filmed almost a year ago that we already talked about. And it's like, I don't, First of all, the way she words it makes it sound like she has still has not apologized to Jax in person. If if that's not the case, sorry, we don't have that information. But beyond that, it's like at this point, that is not what it's about. I I mean, I certainly haven't forgotten the way Erica spoke to him, but I also don't think this week that has really been the crux of the issue. And, you know, Erica's comment last night about, you know, her son and then following up with this post this morning, it really, really, really just makes it so clear that she doesn't understand everything that's at play here. And I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of people on Bravo who don't really 
maybe understand <laughs> all of the dynamics of this, but it's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, liking the, the woke mob, it's like, that's not what this is about. It's not about you. It's not about you. And we can say all the kids should be off limits while still, you know, focusing. It's a very like all lives matter thing to me because it's like, because it's like, well, of course, Garcelle's son shouldn't be getting bullied. But aren't you mad about my kid too? And it's like, I mean, first of all, not really. But also like, that's not what we're talking about right now. Keep up. Keep up, Erica. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. But anyway, switching gears, I can't talk about Erica anymore. So instead, I will talk about something that makes me (laughs) equally as dead inside, and that is Southern Charm. We are at this beautiful estate designed by Frank Lloyd Wright that is just getting straight up defiled by the people of Charleston. That poor man rolling in his grave, these whole two episodes, you know, namely he's like, I don't think Frank Lloyd Wright thought about a makeup stand. And it's like, yeah, he didn't. Cause he was designing falling water. Alas, there's a lot going on. Catherine and Caleb broke up again last week. They both skipped the trip. I miss Catherine. I'm, not because I like Catherine, but I just like, I miss Catherine's kind of like, chaotic dynamic and I almost wish she was there to kind of like suck a little bit of the air out of the room or maybe like blow a little more air into the room I don't know how the ventilation works but like I feel like I am missing Catherine's presence a little bit but I'm glad that Caleb is free of her because that just seemed like a you know shit sandwich and uh, something that shouldn't be happening but where we leave off Marcy is on the trip for reasons I don't understand Craig and Shep and Austin are mad at each other again. Olivia is mad about Austin seeing Sierra after the dog wedding, which LOL. And the big biggest news in the group is that Naomi and Whitney have hooked up. And Naomi tells Leva and Austin, and then Austin tells everyone, as as he is wont to do. But anyway, this dinner is extremely chaotic. You know, Shep and Austin have both been arguing with Craig. And Taylor takes Shep aside and basically says he should be more supportive to Craig and basically begs him to go apologize, which Shep then does. And of course, you know, as all good apologies that have been like coerced out of you, it feels very uh, sincere, very genuine. And I'm sure that won't be an issue again. I got to be honest, I can't, I can't force myself to care about these men arguing in circles again. Like by the end of the episode, we have, you know, Craig and Shep hugging it out. We have Austin and Craig hugging it out. And I'm like, okay, good for you. Good for you. Why, 
why do I have to be involved? The dinner, you know, the dinner is chaotic. Leva and Vanita go home. They just like straight up leave after the dinner. I was a little confused by this trip because it seems like unless I'm missing something, they were only there for one night. And I'm like, is this a cast trip or are we just like doing a little but like <laughs> overnight like retreat? Like, I don't know what's happening with Southern Charm, but I think they only have a couple episodes left. And it's like, I feel like we need like a, a two night trip because so much happens on the next day. Olivia calls Leva in the morning. She's in her onesie and, you know, Leva is gone. She's back in Charleston and she's debating whether or not to have a conversation with Austin because they haven't really talked. And then, you know, we find out that Naomi and Whitney kept disappearing together the night before. And Craig is like pounding on Whitney's door with a sword that he found. And (sighs) that's a mess. Whitney is like very taken with Naomi, which I, I don't hate them together. I mean, I certainly don't think they should like date and be together long time because like this group is like there's poison in the well and you just like shouldn't um partake but i'm not like weirded out by the fact that they're hooking up i feel like whitney you know he likes what he likes and i feel like naomi is kind of just like piquing his interest right now and it's a fun like i would call it a dalliance is that the right word a dalliance like a little fling and affair i don't know I'm into it. Um, You know what I'm not into? The fact that we're doing an egg toss. What the fuck? They're at this like lush estate. There's like cabins. There's a pool. There's like tennis courts. There's all the amenities you could want in the world. And we're doing an egg toss, which of course the boys are acting stupid about. And this precipitates the one of the darker moments we've had in a while, which is Shep and Taylor are competing against each other. Taylor like steps on his egg or something. Again, I can't be bothered to like pay attention to the rules of the egg toss, but Shep explodes at Taylor, calls her a fucking idiot and is like, you know, calling her a loser. Like all of this stuff. It's like, I win, you lose, blah, 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 blah. And you know, everybody's like, um, hi, sir, like, you probably shouldn't call your girlfriend, like, a fucking idiot, because this is an egg toss that literally doesn't matter, like, I don't even know why we're doing this, and you're acting like it's the end of the world, and Shep is like, no, like, why wouldn't I, I should have been meaner, I should have said something worse, and, like, this episode was really kind of jarring for me, because I think the last time I talked about Southern Charm, I was like, wait, is Shep six foot five? I kind of want him to jump my bones. And now I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm scared of this man. I would be blocking his number. So this is a little whiplashy for me, but I feel worse for Taylor because we are seeing on camera that her relationship is extremely toxic. And I feel like earlier in the season, we've gotten kind of um, hints of that. And we've certainly seen Shep kind of like minimizing her wants and needs and acting like acting like she doesn't care about getting married or having kids, which we know is not the case. And I mean, all of those things are red flags, but the way he talks to her this episode and the way he's, the way he's treating the relationship and his, how he is as a person and the idea that if he apologizes to her, they're telling him to be a different way and to change who he is, all of this stuff. It's like, you are not ready to be in any kind of relationship, let alone a relationship where you're like, I love her. I'm in love with her. Like I, I want to be with her. And it's like, then why can't you take one tiny step back and say, okay, maybe 
I can't be a complete and total dick to this woman that I proclaim to love because it's not about Taylor, you know, loving him. So she doesn't, she'll put up with whatever. That's not how a relationship works. It's a give and take. It's a compromise. And I mean, (laughs) I don't really see what's in it for Taylor at this point, but just because she loves Shep and wants to be with him doesn't mean that she just has to like sit there and put up with everything. And I think they're kind of at this crossroads and we know obviously in real time, they're not together anymore. And this episode just made it pretty crystal clear why that's the case. We know we've seen in the past, there's going to be a when push comes to shove about marriage and the future. But this episode really brought it into light that it's like, it's not even about that. It's not even about whether he's going to propose to her because watching this episode, I'm like, I hope they don't get engaged because you know what? If that's how he talks to her on camera in front of the whole cast, then how bad is it going to be, you know, two or three or five years down the road when they're living together and getting married and, you know, trying to start a family and he's resentful because he didn't want to give up his, you know, freedom or whatever the fuck. And, we're not on camera, we're behind closed doors, how bad is it going to get then? And, you know, I don't want to, you know, speculate about anybody else's relationship, but it's like what we saw in this episode certainly wasn't healthy. And the way that Naomi and other people in the group reacted to it, I I appreciated that because I think it would be, I could have easily seen it going the way of them like, oh, Shep's an asshole, but like, just say sorry. But like, I think Taylor kind of needed that wake up call moment of other people seeing that behavior and being like, what was that? And the fact that it is not that shocking to you is an even bigger red flag. And, you know, for all the messiness that happens on this show, I'm glad that we had that moment with Taylor because I feel like she needed that. And I hope everyone's in a better place now. (sighs) Then, of course, we have to get another scene of Austin and Olivia talking to each other, um, you know, pretending that this is some great love story that we're following. Um, They're comparing themselves to the notebook, which, but um, like, no, this, this is not the notebook. This is not even like the bootleg notebook. This is like, this is like the post-it note that's like crumpled up in the trash. It's not the notebook. Get over yourselves. Like, please. But they're, you know, they're like telling each other they're going to be honest about their feelings and all that. And I'm like, okay, good for you. I guess that's nice. You're talking, I mean, like, I, I just, these two, these two, these two, oh my God. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm, I'm really only a fan of like Taylor at this point. Taylor and Naomi. I still like Naomi. I don't know. I I can't think about Southern Charm anymore. So in that case, I'm going to tell you to have a good weekend. I'm going to thank you for listening. And I'm going to tell you to go rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.